Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And unfortunately, Dwaylon could not be with us today. As you know, today's his wife's birthday, so he's taking her out to dinner. And so we always say family comes first, and you got to take your wife out for her birthday because she might just punch you in the face. And But she's actually sweet as can be, so I really can't see her doing that. But, uh, but joining us is the A-lister himself, the Hollywood Blonde, former Northern Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champion, former Golden Ticket Holder, Adam Swayze. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I, I'm doing good. You know, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is this is actually an honor. You know, so, Absolutely. Uh, so amongst those titles, what what other titles have you held? I know you've got to have some more than that. Um. So for the Northern Wrestling Federation, I am um, currently, at least uh, in my record book, um, I am currently the longest reigning tri-state champion. Um, I uh, consecutively, I'm a two-time holder. Um, and then I also held the primetime wrestling heavyweight championship, uh, as long as, uh, as well as the primetime wrestling tag team championship as a, championships as well. Um, okay. I also held the DCW tag team championships, um, for dynamic championship wrestling. And I believe that is it. As for as I mean, as far as wrestling titles go, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, apparently there's some other titles in there. What else? Um. Oh well, other titles. I mean, acting. I mean, anything oh, to do <laughs> with movies. I mean, we all know my resume. Uh, you so. are the you are the A lister. That's I right, am. and people need to remember that. So, yeah. Um, and whenever your theme music hits, always go. I like this song. So this the song yeah. well the song was out when I was in high school but I'm like I like this song yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so how long have you been in the wrestling business um going on uh four well no I'm actually gonna go go on five years now I'm currently in my fourth year I started training at Bone Crushers um back in June June twelfth of twenty uh twenty sixteen uh no 2017 i'm wrong okay. 2017 um yeah um and here i am now <laughs> down, down to the date yeah wow gotta yeah. like that uh so what actually inspired you to become a professional wrestler um so um <laughs> story time uh it's literally the only thing i've ever thought about doing um i watched um some from akron um originally and i was going to preschool daycare kindergarten something like that and made a friend uh named tyler he came over one day stayed the weekend and for whatever reason i have no idea how uh convinced my parents to buy us wrestlemania 20 <laughs> watched it there and that's it Ever since then, it was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I had no idea how to do it until I was 17 years old. And then I figured <laughs> it out. And uh, yeah, and that's that's it. It's just been, it's something that like I put my mind to and hearing people in high school and I mean, all, all throughout my life being like, yeah, that's stupid. Like, oh, that stuff's fake. Why would you want to do that? It's just that alone is what it's like. No, I'm going to do it you know 
and to me, whenever I hear somebody say it's fake, I'm like, the only reason you say it's fake is because you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's exactly what it is. They, yeah. they don't understand it. And it, it, when, whenever I tell people like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be a professional wrestler. Like I want that to be my full-time career. And they're like, you know, that's fake, right? I, that's, that's where the conversation ends. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah so yeah. Um, and I hate that word. Uh, I mean, you can say yep. predetermined. Okay, fine. You say scripted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you say fake. I'm like, no. Okay. You want me to go to the list of guys who have gotten legitimately hurt, legitimately killed in the ring, and guys yeah. and girls both? Yeah. That to me doesn't it's, say fake. No, no, there's nothing fake about it. It's 100% real and it's, it hurts. I, mean, <laughs> I can imagine everything hurts so oh i saw some things the other night at the the nwf 26th anniversary show that i'm like ooh, yeah, yeah that, that, that was bad um yeah uh especially when titan dropped riley matthews with that tko i was like yeah. ooh, i was like man and she took that like a boss too <laughs> and <laughs> that's later on I was like how's your face and she's like uh <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um yeah so yeah that that alone says yeah you just this is not ballet i mean this is not something that anybody can do yeah uh so well god wrestlemania 20 i mean if that's your first wrestling that yeah wow um <laughs> i mean it's a good thing it wasn't like wrestle wrestlemania like 11 because that one was horrible yeah. you know and that's been and so that one may you may go i don't want to do that um <laughs> but 20 i mean it's considered one of the best of all time so yeah uh, yeah um wow because that's the one where Eddie and Benoit were at the very end holding up the belts. Yep. You know, yep. So. that's literally, I like, I only remember bits and pieces from like from that day. But because I remember um, my older brothers were like into it, but you know, they were like in and out of it, you know, like right. it was like, oh, if it's on, we'll watch it. But if it's not, you know, we'll find something else to do. Um, and so, like, me being the youngest, I wanted to always do whatever they were doing. And um, and for whatever reason, me and Tyler, we just turned this on. And um, I remember my older brother, he was he was a big fan of Cena, and Cena opened the show. And so, of course, I'm a big fan of Cena because he likes him, you know? Right. And then, um, so I remember that match. And then I don't remember anything else up until Eddie Guerrero. I mean, he comes out with the cool car, he's doing his whole thing, and then they have this sweet match, and I'm instantly invested from oh. that point on and now to literally right now. It's it's all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess it's safe to say that Cena and Eddie are some of your favorite wrestlers? Um. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, 15-year-old Adam would have uh, <laughs> absolutely just cussed you out right now for saying Cena was one of my favorites. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, deep down, no. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, when it comes to, like, my top five, I would say, um, Bret Hart's probably number one. Um, it would go Bret Hart. Um, <sighs> we're going to be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bret Hart. uh Probably Eddie Guerrero, um, Stone Cold, Rock, and quick one off the top of my head, either Flair or Cena. Um, just rattling off five right there. If right. you give me, you know, an hour or so. Right. 
but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just be throwing names back and forth at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, like right now, uh, I just uh, I think it was Friday, yeah, like Friday afternoon or whatever. I was just flipping through Peacock and came across um, Orton and Benoit SummerSlam 2004, and now I'm just on a big early Randy Orton kick, and yeah. that's. And next week it'll be somebody different and then just so on and so on. So. Oh, wow. Uh, now, Dwaylon, he did send me some questions to ask you. And I think yeah. it's a perfect, perfect time for that. Um, he wants to know who are your influence for your promo work because he thinks you're an excellent promo. And I, I, I agree with him. Um, I appreciate that. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I do like a lot of Roddy, uh, Roddy Piper. Um, he, when, when it comes, cause I hate, I hate the, I'm screaming as loud as I can the whole time through, like through promos. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. Um, totally. And it's where, but at the same time, and everybody likes to go to Jake Roberts for being very quiet and like toned yeah. down, but I don't, I, I don't like his stuff either. Um, just because it's, it's too much. It's I like, I understand what he's doing because a lot of people will say, you know, he's making you listen, but I have to like tone in so much and be there for every word that he says to understand what he's saying. When it comes to promos for me, I like the rises and falls. I like treating it like a roller coaster. And, you know, whenever people ask me about like, you know, how do I get better at a promo? And I watch them um, nine times out of 10, they're just screaming as loud as they can. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, instead, what you want to get across that's important is what is what you can say. Like that, that that's when you that, that's when you bring your voice up. That's when, you know, you start to yell um, because in a sentence, there's a lot of filler where I'm not like, I don't care if, you know, um for example i'm facing dc this saturday in ludlow um if i'm gonna cut a promo on dc i'm not gonna be you know i'm not gonna scream the whole way of being like dc this saturday night in ludlow kentucky this is gonna be your last match ever instead i'm gonna you know dc this saturday in ludlow kentucky it's gonna be your last match ever because the thing that i want you to hear is the date where we're at and when you know Right. That's the important part in that sentence there. Um, obviously, a promo is a lot more than one sentence, but right. Yeah. Um, so I watch uh, I like I pick apart from different people. Um, but. In all honesty, I've been told that I'm just naturally a really cocky guy. <laughs> and, and so I think it just I think everything when it comes to promos, it's just natural to me um like the in the in-ring stuff eh. but the promos and the mic work i i'm extremely confident when it comes to that so yeah uh, i don't know if i answered the question i feel like oh, i didn't did. but um i don't really get like i just pick and pick and choose from people whenever i hear something really good i'm like that's really good and then yeah and i'll kind of like try and remember it or i'll pick it apart it takes me 20 minutes to watch a 30 second promo so oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean i think that's just called being a student of the game right there yeah and, and always always learning yeah and i mean me personally 
because I mean, I, I think it's safe to say you're probably the most hated wrestler in the NWF right now. Yeah. Um, with <laughs> Titan probably being a real close second after the other night. <laughs> but yeah. um, but one wrestler I absolutely hated, and and I'll tell him that now, and and, I'm, and I'll mean it as a compliment, was Tully Blanchard. Yeah. And that's you know your some of your promos that you remind me of that because he was very he would he would raise his voice when needed. And but he would same thing, you know, he would talk you into the building because you wanted to see somebody just smack him down, take the TV title, because that's the first title I remember him having. Yep. Uh, and then later on the US title, and then he had the TV title again, and then the national title. I mean, yeah, he, he was yep. always holding titles. And then remember when the four horsemen formed, and Arn Anderson's another one. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, they were awesome promos. Yeah. Now, for me, I love Tully Blanchard. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated guys ever he really is he's uh, like he is going back and watching his stuff i remember um um uh, i don't remember how i got to it but somehow i was watching um it it wasn't starcade and i'm gonna i'm gonna hate myself for not knowing but it's his i quit match with uh magnum ta starcade 85 starcade 85 okay um yep. But yeah, I remember watching that and just watching the finish. And I, I, I'm 24 years old. I'm watching on my couch and I'm standing up on my feet because I can't <laughs> believe what's going on. He never uh, said I quit. No, he, he never did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you said, Arn Anderson, and I love Arn Anderson in the ring. He's so smart but that's one of those ones that i don't like his promos and it's solely really? because it's because of his voice ah, i gotcha it, he has that like gravelly like real deep quiet voice and it makes me it, it makes me have to like stop everything around me and i have to watch exactly what he's saying word for word for word and to me being a fan i'm like i'm not gonna do that especially like nowadays a lot of people um, their attention span is only a few seconds. So if you don't grab it instantly, they're gone. And it's now everything that you've said, you just wasted your time. So. Yeah, um, and another question, he says, uh, wants to know, he's curious, have you always been a heel? And if you enjoy playing heel, because what he said, from what I've seen, this is what I say, he said, he does great heel work. Just like, that's what I, exactly what I told you uh, in Mount Orb. Uh, not the last minor show, but the one before that, because we spoke yeah. after the show. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I mean, I mean that very sincerely, because that's one of the things doing our motto. I mean, we we don't just hand out compliments. So if we're giving somebody a compliment, we actually do sincerely mean it. I appreciate it. Um, so I've been for the NWF. I've been a heel the whole time. Um, everywhere I've gone, I've been a heel, except for uh, at PTW. Um, I was. I was the heavyweight champion. Um, I was the the most hated guy. Um, they could not stand me. Uh, I mean, getting you know, getting swung at, spit on, just really. Um, I, there were there were some times where I'm like, they, Ooh. I'm like, if, if this little barrier wasn't here, they they'd grab me. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so what had happened was I lost the title. Um, I took maybe like uh, a month or two off and then I came back as a baby face. Um, and then I guess, um, I don't know, I guess the universe didn't like that because then the whole world shut down. So <laughs> um, 
So I don't know if that's the universe telling me to never do that again, if I was that <laughs> bad at it or what. But yeah, everywhere else I've been a heel. Um, I, I think I have that punchable face. So it's <laughs> not, yeah, it's not very easy for me to come off as a baby face, I don't think. Um, and that people are just drawn to hate me more. So, which I mean, I love being a heel. I love it. <laughs> um, because yeah, because every time I've seen, especially at Mount Orb, and the last time you Mount Orb, and I and I got to talk about it because it it does make me laugh. Uh, just because I'm not originally from Mount Orb, I'm not even originally from Ohio. I'm originally from North Carolina. My wife is oh, originally from Mount Orb. Yeah, so no North Carolina. Yeah, so you can imagine the kind of funny, wrestling I was. funny story there. Um, okay. North Carolina is where I actually want to eventually move out to. Um, okay. I want to live there. Uh, Obviously, for the obvious reason of just the wrestling history, I think, um, especially like recently, because when everything was shut down and whatnot and all that, I dug real deep into just old school wrestling territories and like trying to learn about just everything. And North Carolina, I'm like, this is I'm like, I, 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 I mean, maybe not go out and live there, but definitely just visit and see what, you know, is still happening. If there's anything happening, <laughs> so I, I believe there is, but they just had WrestleCade uh, just oh, happened, I yeah, think, this past right. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, I don't know why I was thinking that was in Tennessee for some reason. Um, well, I'm trying to remember what I don't remember if WrestleCade's in Charlotte, but if uh, and that's not really anywhere close to Tennessee, but if it was in Asheville, that would make sense, you know, where because it's right close to the border, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to look it up, see where it was at because I, that one's again, apparently it's really hard to get tickets to and. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but where I actually grew up and I, I lived in North Carolina until I was 15. Then I moved to Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is far Western Kentucky. Okay. Uh, and, and where I grew up, um, <clears throat> I actually uh, lived about maybe 20 miles from where the Hardy boys grew up. Oh, really? Yep. Um, and I've, I, there's a possibility I may have met them when we were all kids. And especially yeah. if we, if we knew that we liked wrestling, we probably you know, it's, oh, cool, you know, we probably would have become friends, even though they lived, um, you know, a little far, you know, as far as, like, kids are going, because they're just a, just a um, couple years younger than me. I actually have some cousins who went to high school with them, and, yeah. and their dad worked with my granddad, you know, through oh. the post office, yeah, you know, so, yeah, there's a possibility we may have met when we were kids, you know, yeah. um, not that we're lifelong friends now, though, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I always thought, that, hey, you know, and I always, and I always thought it was pretty cool that they always say they're from Cameron because Cameron is his little bitty town. Mm -hmm. And you know, so they don't change it to say they're from Fayetteville. They don't change it to say they're from Greenville. No, they say Cameron. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's awesome. You know, so they're, they're, they're staying real. Yeah. And, but yeah, um, the last time you're on Mount Orb, and this is on the, the 20th, the very first thing you said was Kimba should change his name to the Western Brown Broncos because uh, he's going to choke. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, he's coming out already <laughs> and saying yep. that. And then yeah. during the match, you know, you're saying, I'm the, I'm the Western Brown quarterback. Ah, joke. Yep. And, <laughs> and I was like, I, was, I looked at my friend Randy. I don't know if you've seen a big dude, you know, kind of shaved head. Um, if you saw a picture of him, you might recognize who he is, maybe. Yeah. Um, I looked at him, I was like, I think he's trying to get cut when he leaves here. <laughs> said, yeah you, know, you may want to go like they may want to escort him to his car because <laughs> uh, i mean yeah, because that whoo that that hit the town i mean they, they were all behind it because you know the kid uh, drew novak i mean he, he he led the country in passing yards really 
Yes. I had, I, I had no idea about any of that. It literally just in the locker room, someone had mentioned it. They were like, yeah, Western Brown, they had a really good year and they lost last night. And then like, they were like, we're about to start. You're on. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm going to get that microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Oh, yeah. Cause the whole town, I mean, that's the best they've ever done in the playoffs. They had never won a playoff game before this year. And of course they went all the way uh, to the regional championship in the, the, the final eight, you know, for division three. And, yeah. and that kid's only a junior. Yeah. And he was just lighting it up. But yeah. So yeah, you didn't know he, um, you know, he led, no. he led the country in passing yards. We're like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. You know, so. it's incredible. Yep. And I've told but, people, I was like, you know, if, if they have a, uh, they, they could throw a memorandum right now. They said they're going to change the name of Mount Orm to Novak, and people would probably pass it. Because <laughs> people love that kid. Uh, but, you know, back to wrestling. <laughs> so, um, so, obviously, besides Ohio and Kentucky, uh, where all have you been able to travel to because of wrestling? Um, so I've gone to, uh, Michigan, um, uh, exact, uh, city. Um, I don't know. I know we were close to Canada. Um, Selena, actually, she, she was booked. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't remember the promotion. Um, this was two or three years ago. Um, so I apologize for that, but, uh, she was booked up there and, I mean, from Cincinnati to Michigan, I mean, from Detroit, I think is alone almost six hours. So I was like, um, I'm going to come with you. I was like, I, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do that. So I, uh, I went up there with her and there was a battle Royal and they were like, got your gear. I was like, yep. So I got to do that. Um, and then another one, uh, was again up in Michigan, um, that, that month, Selena drove up to Michigan three for three weeks out of the month. And then two of those weeks I went with her. Um, so she, uh, and then, yeah, so we went up to that one. I did the battle Royal and then we came back home, <laughs> redid, you know, the work week as everyone does. And then went back up there again the next weekend, uh, for, uh, superstar championship wrestling. Um, Again, I'm I'm not good with uh, cities, unfortunately. Uh, but it was it, it was still around there. I know I know one of them was real close to Canada, and so that would have been cool. Um, I've never been I've never been out of the country though. Um, but I've gone up there. I've gone down to Tennessee uh, for um, championship wrestling from uh, Memphis. Uh, I went down there and then I went to West Virginia for big time pro wrestling. Uh, and I've gone, uh, and then I went out to Chicago, uh, for an evolved tryout there. Um, and then, I yeah, um, I want to say that's it yeah. that, I, that I can think of right now. So not a lot, but. You know, there's still several more that I want to check off. So, hey, I mean, that, that's more than some people. I mean, because I thought, yeah. you know, so um, you never got Indiana? Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I've been out to, uh, to Indiana. I went there for uh, Freedom Pro Wrestling. Um, and then Roger, the NWF, had ran a show out there. Uh, I, I believe they only did it once, maybe. 
Um, this was back when I was still, you know, paying my dues and trying to figure out how to be in that ring with all of them. So, um, but yeah, so I've, yeah, I've been out to Indiana a few times and then, yeah. Um, I want to say, I want to say that's it. So, okay. Um, cool. Cause I mean, that that's, that's one of the things I do like about wrestling because you know especially i know it's weird because a lot of people say well you gotta go to wwe no i think indie wrestling's where it's at and yeah. especially you know when you can you know almost have like a cross promotion with other companies you know because yeah. you're only you're only helping the business as a whole yep you know so um, and especially now too uh with you know wwe and AEW, um you know people are going there and like people that i've shared locker rooms with are getting you know AEW dark matches and you know all all sorts of stuff all all different opportunities and that's awesome for them and like i'm super proud but in the back of my mind i'm like those guys that are you know wrestling regularly at beyond or at gcw or at um uh progress or well not progress but you know other places like that um they're going to AEW and wwe and that just opens up more spots for people like me so yeah, I I love it. More wrestling is never is never a bad thing. So yeah, and I mean the territory days. I mean I'll be honest, they were great. You know, because I, I yeah. started watching Mid Atlantic, and you know, and then then I bought started buying the magazines, the after mags, and I'm yeah. like, oh my lord, there's more. That, wh- where is this? <laughs> and yeah. I was just loving that. And, yeah. But I mean, I ended up obviously not becoming a wrestler. You know, um, you know, but I mean, I still. Uh, and there were times I would stop watching for a little bit just because different reasons. Because I, I was actually in the Air Force for 20 years, and sometimes, oh, really? when, yep. And so sometimes when I was overseas, I wasn't able to watch it as much, and so it kind of fell up. But then when I came back to the states, I was able to get back into it again. So, um, yeah. Oh um, yeah. Well, so so were you ever a tape trader? Never was. Uh, that's one of the things that, yeah. and when I realized when I found out what that was, it was almost at the end because DVDs were starting to come in, and then I was like, okay, let me get some DVDs, and then family. You know, of course, um, got, you know, married, you know, and my daughter was pretty young when I was really learning about the tape train, button, so I never did it, you know, so, yeah. you know, got to, you know, got to take care of the family. And now, now she's 19 and I'm still paying for her because she's at college <laughs> up at Wright State. Uh, but my, now I have my son, you know, he's yeah. 11, so taking care of him, you know, but yeah. um, nowadays with the internet, I mean, you can find almost all the matches somewhere online. Right, right. That was always like whenever I hear stories about it, I think it's so fascinating of people just meeting people yeah. just online or through mail or however, and just going and getting videotapes of wrestling. And I'm like, you have no idea how happy that makes me. Yeah. So uh, I mean, and you know, and I kind of envy the ones who were able to get into it as much. Uh, you know, they were they were able to actually, like you said, you know, trade the tapes with people. Say, hey, I got this, I got this, and and they they were making copies and they were selling to people. And and yeah. every once in a while, you'd hear about somebody getting shut down because they said, well, that's copyrighted because it's a bootleg. But you yeah. know, but it was always going to pop up again somewhere else. So you, um, but yeah, so I wasn't able to get into it, but uh, I fully supported it because it it just helped the business grow. Exactly. Yep. And uh, and I'm like I said, I mean been watching since i was about 10 um, yeah uh, my first favorite wrestler was the boogie woogie man jimmy valiant yep <laughs> so uh so a little go yeah i go back a, a little ways uh yeah uh, so 
some of your favorite matches, some that you've watched and some of the, your favorite matches that you've been actually been involved in? Um, so uh, I'm going to answer the ones that I've been involved in because favorite matches that I've watched will take a while. <laughs> <laughs> favorite matches I've been in. Um, I don't remember the date, uh, but it was Ludlow. Uh, it was um, me and Rex against uh, Joshua and Andrew Reed. Um, it was the Ludlow before the Summer Sizzler. Okay. Um, and that, I mean, like, I don't want to get into it super, like, super deep, but I was just not, like, there mentally. And I was just super down on myself, like, about everything in life, in wrestling, just everything. And then we went out there and absolutely killed it. And I remember coming back and just being like, I got it. Like, I'm good. I'm, everything's great. And it literally from that point on, I've been great since then. Um, and so that one, that one's real. That one's one of my favorites recently. Um, again, I'm horrible with dates. I wish I had the brain like Jim Cornette. Um, <laughs> but, uh, a couple years ago, uh, when I was in my first, uh, title reign for the tri-state championship, uh, when star rider beat me for it. Um, I know it might be weird that one of my favorite matches is me losing the title. Um, the reason why it's one of my favorites is because the crowd came unglued the second that three count happened. And that, because being booed and being hated and, you know, being, being the little Mark in me and everything, wanting people to hit <laughs> me, and, you know, try and stab me and stuff like that, that that's cool and all. But at the end of the day, when I'm laying on there and there's one, two, three, and they explode because they're so happy, that's me knowing that I did a good job. Um, whether that's helping, you know, the baby face get over with the crowd or whether that's just, they hate me so much that they don't care who beats me. They just want to see me lose and good, <laughs> like good. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's, that's the good heat. That, that's the good heat right there. Yeah. Um, so I have those two and then, um, um, there was another one, um, around, around the same time around summer sizzler. This was down at OVW for Ohio Valley wrestling. Uh, it was at one of their, uh, during the summer, they go to a lot of fairs, um, right. and wrestle there. It was at one fair and it was me and Rex against, uh, Dustin Jackson and Cal hero. And it was one of those things where it was like, they don't know any of us. So we have to tell a story of we're the bad guys. They're the good guys cheer for them, boo us. And it was simple. Um, it was real easy. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Jackson finally picked up Rex and body slammed him and place went insane. <laughs> And yeah, and same same reaction. They pin me one, two, three. They they pin me one, two, three. And when that when that three count happened, place went place erupted. And again, that's me knowing I I did a good job. That's, he picked he picked up Rex and slammed yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dustin. Um, I'm not gonna give him too many compliments, but Dustin's a strong <laughs> guy. So <laughs> he better be. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because Rex is a, a legit what six six and about three seventy five. <laughs> um, Rex is uh Rex is a legit six eight and almost four hundred pounds. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I know y'all have had your falling out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was I was there. I was actually there, and I I I kind of saw it coming. Uh, the old school fan of me going, uh huh, okay, and yeah, is he going to the store? Nope. Oh. Yep. He's about to give him a beat down. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, I thought it was great stuff to be honest with you. Yeah. And I mean, that crowd was just that night at the summer scissor, that crowd. I mean, they were just, saying, no Rex, no. I mean, cause all of a sudden he yeah. went from, you know, well, at, I think that, yeah, <laughs> he should have done it. Just laid down. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he'll listen to this and, you know, realize the error of his ways. Or it's too late now. Too late. You That's... you 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 saw what happened in Covington. It's too late now. I did. That was um. That now, do you consider the bounty that you had on? Is it now collected because he got put in a stretcher, or is it going to keep going until you get the title? Um. Honestly, maybe both. I mean, I'm just saying here. I don't know the rules exactly. Might want to have my lawyers look into it, but. Rex probably ain't coming back for a while, and in professional wrestling terms, there should be a 30-day clause. So is he still the NWF heavyweight champion? Maybe. Maybe not. If he's not, who gets it? I think it should be rightfully me. I mean, who else Who else is on my level? He, he's not even on my level. But at the same time, um, I don't see him coming back. Uh, but... Just in case, I'm going to keep the bounty open. Um, in case if some miracle happens and he does come back, you know, some some poor guy might want to become a rich man. So, hmm. I'm about to say maybe I could collect it, but I end up like that guy who attacked Seth Rollins last week. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Um, I did. Uh, I Ooh. usually i um I don't watch current wrestling. Right. Um, very, very little of it. Uh, I that might sound bad, but it's just it's life. I get busy. Oh, you I, know? I get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I woke up because uh, that happened on Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I woke up Tuesday morning and it was all over. At just any form of social media, just everything. And again, um. Like, like I said, the, the mark in me wants someone to hit me. Like I want to be hit <laughs> that much, but it's never, it's never something that I, for, for obvious reasons, it's never a good thing. Period. Right. Um, yeah, just, there's no, yeah. Um, there's no positive that comes out of it. Um, in either the wrestler or the fan situation, there's, it's only negatives that happen. So best thing to do is just avoid it all completely and realize that at the end of the day, it's a show. So, yeah. And well, did yeah. you hear the reason why the guy attacked him? Um, bits and pieces. Uh, I didn't actually look into it, but I've heard that like, I guess he scammed money or he got scammed out of he money. Got, he got scammed. Uh, basically he got catfished by somebody on the internet who claimed they were Seth Rollins and said, I need money. Send me Amazon gift cards. There's a whole lot of red flags there. Yeah, <laughs> you know this man is making up, you know, over a million dollars a year, is hitting you up to ask for money, and it's Amazon gift cards. Yeah, and, and the guy sent him the stuff because apparently not not thinking, not very bright. Yeah. and 
then the whoever it was sent him a check, and then the check bounced, of course. And uh, he said, oh, Seth Rollins, you know, did that to me. And so he attacked me. And it wasn't just like over the barricade. I mean, when they, sh- well, I watched, I actually saw the best angle today. It was a fan who apparently got the, the video with their cell phone. And you saw the fan. He comes running around the corner. I mean, yeah. it's full on tackle. I was like, yeah. Which, which that's the thing, too, going on that. Like, I mean, I, I, like, hindsight's 2020 and there's a million ways that they could have avoided that yeah um but at the time like because i i saw a lot of people on social media like kind of dogging on seth for like not being ready and in my mind i'm like i wouldn't have seen him coming no because he just turned around the guy was right there and he barely even had time to kind of hook the guy yeah and I mean, that, that situation could have been a lot, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yes. Yeah. It could have been horribly worse, but luckily um, it only went as far as it did. Well, unfortunately it went as far as it did, but luckily nobody got seriously hurt. So. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. That's never, never a good situation. Um, I don't condone it in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's Yeah. And because I've actually seen it happen um, twice in the NWF where fans got in the ring while their wrestlers in there. And then yeah. the, the third time was in Mount Nord at the time. And all of a sudden we looked up and there was kids and that one goof jumping off the top rope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, like, I don't like anybody, anybody listening that comes to a show, whether it's WWE, AEW or a small independent promotion, do not ever get in the ring um, mm. during the show, after the show, before the show, don't do it because um, it's not it, it, it's not going to go good in any way in any way um, that barricade whether it's tape a wall um, the little steel frames whatever it is that that's there for a reason and if we want to get to the legal side once you cross that that's trespassing mm-hmm. and that's not allowed um, especially if there's someone in the ring um, if wrestlers are doing their thing and someone gets in, that's immediate life or death. You don't know if they have a gun, a knife, a weapon. Yep. And nine times out of ten, they're probably going to get in the ring and just want to be, you know, their 15 seconds of fame. But in my mind there, I don't know what you're doing. And exactly. it's life or death. And it's, it's not going to be pretty. So... It's, uh, yeah. Well, the one goof who dressed up like the referee down in yeah. Covington, yeah, he found it when he stood up with Andrew Reed, gave him three pops real quick to the face, and and I was like, yep, yep, there you go, Andrew, you get him. <laughs> because, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I don't know the situation or how it was handled or anything like that, but I mean, if uh, again in any capacity, any venue, any building like that, I feel it's just or any company. You do that, it's immediate. I I personally think you should have to deal with the police in some sort of way. I mean no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean if somebody if somebody came into your house, you know, the police would be dealt with, um, or the police would deal with them. And that's that's our house. That's trespassing. Don't yeah. cross that barrier. Uh, you know, I, I've only been in the ring three or four times and that was actually i was invited in basically because it was like during some of the photo shoots right um because i've always and i and when i interviewed big mama it was like not long after the mount orb thing and and i said you know to me i would think 
to wrestlers and promoters and everybody, if you're involved in the wrestling business, that ring is sacred. Yep. And you don't just invite yourself in and start horsing around. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. Especially, and again, going into wrestling history, especially back in the day, like you had to earn your way to get in that mm -hmm. ring. And it was, and a, it was hard, hard work. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the 30 for 30 on Flair. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But he says something in there that really um, stuck out to me where you're going to have to jog my memory. But he was um, he was trained. He was trained by Vern Gagne. Mm -hmm. Yes. OK. Yep, um, yep. So he's trained by Vern Gagne and they're doing um, wheelbarrows, but they're going up the stairs. They're going up like 30 or 40 flights of stairs and then they're yeah. coming back down. And that alone, like I remember because I believe when that came out, I was still training. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, if I'd have to do that, I'd I'd be done. Like that, that would be my last day of training. And <laughs> looks like looks like I'm going to college. So <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, just that sticks out. And like that's just a small little snippet of what people used to go through. Um, I mean, Hogan has the famous story of, you know, uh his first day of training, they broke his leg. Yeah, here Matsuda broke his leg. Yeah. 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 And it's it's those things right there. I mean, if I would have walked into Bone Crushers and they would have broke my leg first day, I we wouldn't be here right now. Right. <laughs> I, like I said, I I would have started looking into some colleges to go to. So, yeah. And Flair, he's talked about the deep knee bends, doing like six hundred of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, I mean, because I mean, obviously, I used to work out a lot. You can't tell now. Um, but I mean, I used to work out, you know, of course a lot, you know, cause I had to from a job and then, I mean, and then I just, I mean, I got to the point where I was enjoying working out. I was enjoying running as sick as what that sounds. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I mean, I was liking it and, you know, and then when I was hearing about Flair's workouts that he had to do, you know, cause I actually read his book as well. And oh, really? yeah. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I don't think I could do that. Cause they were running like six miles a day in the snow. And of course, part of me is also thinking, you know, that's really bad for your knees to do that, to run that far every day. But yeah, you know, marathon runners, I mean, they, if they get used to it, they'll run like, they'll just run a couple of miles a day though. Just, just like two or three and yeah, yeah only. Yeah, just two or three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then he was talking about some of the other, that, that's why Flair, I mean, he, he has uh, such, such um, excellent cardio and that's why he's yeah. able to go the, the 60 minute, 90 minute broadways, you know, three, four times a week. Yeah. And, yeah sometimes twice a night there's yeah. um uh a couple months ago he posted his uh or just a month's worth of his travel schedule when he was nwa champion oh, it was crazy and, yeah there's there, there's one where he's he's in like i don't know like chicago um and then he has to get on a plane immediately after that match fly to like california or somewhere get off and then he's still in his gear and he gets into a car police escorts him to the building he walks right in walks right into the ring and they lock up and yep. that blows my mind i that's like part of me is like i wanted that schedule but no i i do not whatsoever <laughs> no and and he was like probably the last, I guess you'd call it the traveling champion because he was going from yeah. territory to territory. And that was one of the things when I was reading, you know, first reading the magazines, I'm like, hey, it's Ric Flair. He's a, he's a good guy in Atlantic. Why do they hate him everywhere else? First of all, that was confusing. Then I got thinking, 
how is he going everywhere else? Yeah. Because I, I, and it didn't occur to, you know, 10-year-old me about that kind of schedule and how just crazy it was and how he was he was actually literally going crazy because he was also being Ric Flair and partying yeah. and, and multiple, multiple women. And, yeah. and you know, he said in his book, he said a doctor asked him one time, hey, when was the last time you got eight hours sleep? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, which, like, he... Because I believe he's the only one that never requested the NWA title to be taken off from him. Because I know Terry Funk did, I mm-hmm. know um, Harley Race did, and I know uh, um, Gerald Briscoe. Yep, because in fact, yeah, Briscoe was even like the title get this taken thing, off from that. Get this thing. Oh, he, Gerald Briscoe said, "Get this thing away from me. I'm done." He said, "I cannot do the schedule anymore." Yeah, and Flair's the only one that was like. This isn't a problem. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> yeah. And and makes you uh, wonder how those guys also persevered because they're doing that much traveling and they're not getting paid like a lot of the, you know, like the NWA. Well, the NWA is, it, it's still a rabbit. but it's not like what they're in. Right. But they weren't getting paid millions of dollars like yeah. a Cena or, or a Seth Rollins or, or, a, a Lesnar, you know, him for his two matches a year or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, hey, that's the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, you gotta be because, <laughs> you know, and I know you're not just saying that because y'all had the same haircut now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, he stole it from me. But uh, you know, you did have it first because I, I have yeah. a video of you and it was, um, I think the first time I saw you, Matt Orb, and I couldn't tell you the exact day. Uh, because it was you and Rex is before y'all were champions and you still had Gideon there. And yeah. my son was going, boo, boo. And you came up to him, boo, boo. And he just ran back and I was just cracking up laughing, you know? So, uh, so that was probably three years ago or so. I'm going to guess. Yeah. It was one of the very first shows in Mount Orb um, at the sports complex. Okay. Then I was probably wrestling tiny Tim. Because I yes. think I think the first three shows we did, it was it was first me and Tiny Tim, and then it was Tiny Tim and Rex, and then Tiny Tim and Gideon, and then I think we went into a six man. Yes, the- in fact, I even have um, a little snip of a video where Tiny Tim, him and Rex look like they're going to do a test of strength, and you know the the foot and a half <laughs> height yeah. difference. But then Tim, all of a sudden, bam, and he slaps Rex across the face. And I'm like, oh, Tim, please don't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and that, it was just funny just seeing him with his hand up like that. And Rex yeah. just kind of staring down at him. Yeah. And, you know, and actually, I took the screenshot, just that part, and I actually sent it to uh, Tim's wife because uh, Tim, he doesn't do social media, but his wife does. And oh, his cool. wife, yep, and his wife and my wife, right, they're actually friends as well. Oh. Um, yeah, Tim, he had, he goes to my church, you know, whenever he's able to, oh. yep. Yep. So, okay. um, yeah, so I said that to him and, and, you know, she actually said, she's, oh yeah, he absolutely loved that picture because it, it shows it <laughs> and, yeah. and he is, um, so well-respected around here. And obviously he's well-respected in the NWF. I mean, he's in the hall of fame, yeah. you know? Um, and then speaking of the hall of fame, I actually got a picture taken with abyss. He's not yeah. tiny. <laughs> he's, no. He's the other end of the scale. I mean, he's a massive dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, take notes. It's going to be the only time I'm doing this, this whole show. Um, <laughs> well, 
Rex, uh, he gets compared to Abyss a lot uh, okay. for his size, the way he moves, um, just everything he does in the ring, um, especially people like Roger or people who were around when Abyss was wrestling regularly for the NWF and was around, you know, the same age as Rex. Um, they say it all the time. They're like, you, you, you work just like Abyss. And I mean, that's, that's more than a compliment. If someone told me that I would, I would be through the moon. So, and I mean, even them standing next to each other, um, I don't think they ever stood next to each other. Uh, I didn't, I, I, if I would have saw that, I probably would try to get a picture of it. Uh, maybe yeah. because I was where I was sitting. Unfortunately, I was at the corner where whoever was with the camera you know, recording it, I was right behind them. So I was I was at a bad angle for as far as pictures went. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Rex and Abyss, I mean. I want to say they're the same height. They're maybe like an inch off, maybe. Um, but yeah, they're and yeah, Abyss is there's a reason he's the monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and so now we can back and talking bad about rex uh, how long yeah. were, were how long were y'all a team before you actually split um three years uh okay. which if you do the math uh rex has only been wrestling for three years uh oh. so that means that i brought him in um <laughs> i helped him get to where he's at and then he took advantage of me at the summer sizzler um but yeah uh so yeah he um, he started training, um, 2018, uh, I want to say, yeah, he, yeah, sometime around 2018. And at the time, uh, the NWF had just started the future stars division. Um, and they didn't have a lot of trainees, uh, like now, um, we have a lot of trainees. Uh, there's never enough though. So always uh, feel free to come down and sign up uh, any Tuesday <laughs> or Thursday night. Um, Cause there's never enough of them, but we didn't have a lot. Uh, and especially we didn't have, we, we already were very small with training. And then we only had a select few that were ready for a match okay. because you can't walk in there, take a couple bumps and just be like, I'm good for a match now. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work like that whatsoever. Um, and so, so we had to like figure out a way, how do we still use, like, how do we create a whole show around four people? And they were like, well, Adam's not doing anything. Let's bring him in. And, you know, we can use him to bring someone else in and believe it or not, uh, funny the way the universe works, long-term storytelling, maybe, I don't know. Um, I was DC's very first match, uh, okay. and I was also the reason why Rex got brought in, um, because I don't know if you were around or not. Um, story goes is that I was holding an open casting call. Uh, anybody who accepts the challenge and is able to beat me, um, gets to be on one of my movie sets with me. Uh, they get to be my co-star and DC at the time he was still on security. Um, and so we had a bunch of people signed up. I beat them all. Um, it was kind of like a gauntlet style deal. Okay. Um, I beat them all. And then Miss Callie was like, there's one more name on here, uh, DC. And we were like, who's that? And in his security shirt, he stood up. He was like, that's me. And yeah. Um, so 
essentially. Um, I didn't think that I needed help to beat DC. Uh, Gideon, maybe for my best effort, thought differently. Um, so he tracked down a good kid from the neighborhood. He found Rex. So, and yeah, and Rex came in. Uh, he was he was essentially my heavy for a while uh, because keep in mind when he came in, he was still very very new. Um, so trying to be smart about that, not exposing his weaknesses and whatnot, because, you know, he's only six months into training, you know, um, he kind of was just, he was the big guy. You know, if you, if you went outside the ring in a few seconds, you're going to be in a lot of pain. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, uh, eventually he transitioned into my tag team partner. Um, we were killing it. And then, Egos, I guess, got involved. Um, ego, uh, and that's his. And so, yeah. So, and now here we are. And now you're going to be going at for his new, as well, you put it on Bustin' Loose, which I, I tell everybody, hey, go watch Bustin' Loose, 8 o'clock every Sunday night. Yep. You've heard him as um, Rex's little friend, DC. I'm like, wow. <laughs> we call it DC okay. little. That's a little bit of a stretch, but. Well, when you put them up against each other, uh who's bigger rex or okay. dc oh true very so. true um and dc he if i'd be disappointed if i found out he didn't play uh football like somewhere on the line either offensive or defensive because he's just got that build i right? have no idea um i know i know rex used to play football um what position i don't know because if it's not professional wrestling i know nothing about it so um, but he did something. So no, I, I can yeah. see him being the line. You said yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, wow. And the, uh, I had another question. Oh, the Hollywood blondes. How did y'all end up becoming the Hollywood blondes? Um, so, uh, essentially what had happened, um, was we, he, he was my heavy for a while. Um, and he started you know, he was probably, I don't know, um, throwing out random numbers. He was probably nine, 10 months into training. Um, they wanted to start giving him more matches, but we also needed more tag teams. Um, little, not, well, I mean, now it's, now it's more, everybody should know about it. I absolutely love tag team wrestling. Um, the old saying, two heads are always better than one, four heads are better than two heads. So it's, yeah, I the levels of creativity and what you can do and, you know, the rules and how you can work against them and everything. Tag team wrestling to me is absolutely the best professional wrestling around. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we started being a tag team. Uh, we couldn't figure out a name. <laughs> um, it was very hard. We wanted to go by the Weinstein family because at the time we had Gideon with us. Right. Um, and he, uh, um, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, uh, Roger was like Hollywood Blondes, which I hated at first, uh, could not stand it because um, in my uh, innocent, dumb little pea-sized brain, uh, I was like Hollywood Blondes, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin flying Brian Pillman. I don't want to be compared to them, which is the dumbest thing I've ever thought. <laughs> um, but then also digging into wrestling history. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not the first. No, but not no. by any stretch. 
No, they're maybe the most popular, but they're not the first at all. Uh, there's been like hundreds of different Hollywood blondes. So once I started learning about that, then I was like, oh, okay, I guess the name's fine. So, but yeah, but we've bounced back and forth between Hollywood blondes and box office blondes. Um, okay. Reason being is because some companies uh, don't like using the Hollywood blondes name. Um, they're I don't think they ever look into it, and I don't either because I'm not a lawyer, um, but I think they're worried about copyright claims um, when it comes to WWE and whatnot. Right. So they they would just think it's a safer bet to just go box office blondes and either or, doesn't matter. As long as I'm in the ring wrestling, you can call me whatever you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, okay, you're opening up a whole lot of... Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but we're keeping it family friendly um yeah. and actually rex i think the only real interaction i ever had with him honestly is at one of the mount Orb, one of the mount Orb shows one of the very first ones and you must have been wrestling because he was on the outside he was accompanying you and he looked at me and he said you are one ugly dude i'm sure <laughs> he said you were just one and it actually caught me off guard because and i was and a lot of being in the military 20 years, I mean, you have to have some kind of quick wit because you have to have kind of thick skin to be in the military because you're going to have people, you know, because they're your brothers and sisters. So you're going to be messing with each other. Yeah. And I had something in my mind, but then my son was right there and, yeah. and I know the NWF was a family friendly show. And so I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I was like, all right, you got me. Yeah, I'm ugly. <laughs> and, um. And I want to say that may have been the same night my son almost made Gideon break because my son was yelling, yeah, he's a, you this, and all of a sudden he screams out, you're adopted. And I'm looking at him going, what? <laughs> and Gideon turned around, what? <laughs> and, uh, and you could see his face. He didn't know how to react. He's like, that's, that's, I don't, I don't think I've ever, what? That's one of the. That's kind of mean to say somebody, you know, the way you just said it. And <laughs> um, and then later on, y'all came out for another match. And yeah. Gideon comes around the corner, you know, from where we're sitting. And he and he looks at my son, boom, you're adopted. So he remembered that from like an hour before. And yeah. I actually thought that, you know, that was pretty cool. And um, And I have no idea where my son got that from. <laughs> and you know and obviously nothing i mean um actually dwaylon you know my uh, normally he's on here he actually uh, has a daughter who's adopted and oh really oh yeah and uh Dwellin, he's an, i really wish he could have been here because he's an awesome guy you you'd like him um but yeah selena she met it well met him on here and yeah yeah she can tell i mean yeah he's a super guy he's been one of my closest friends since we were in high school uh we graduated over 30 years ago but <laughs> just to kind of show our age um but the way my son said that i'm like why would you what? what and i was like all right fine you know you um you, you're trying to make it out like it's a bad thing but just the way he said it you know and then it, it getting it caught him off guard you could tell yeah and um and speaking of gideon what happened to him anyway because um he uh uh being my agent's too hard um okay. so he uh he decided to take the high road uh no hard feelings no hard feelings um you know spots still open for him um we'll leave we'll leave that window open uh, <laughs> you know so uh i was thinking maybe one day i could be an agent but then i'd have to take bumps and me and my arthritis can't handle that well <laughs> but, uh, i don't gideon was never supposed to take bumps so uh, okay you know yeah it's those 
It's those greedy, greedy good guys like Star Rider. <laughs> they always wanted, like they always wanted to hit Gideon. I never understood why, because he's he's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. He he did fantastic job for me. So yeah, but and, and I thought I saw him at the Summer Sizzler in the audience. Um, probably not. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, it was a doppelganger. Yeah, I mean, because it didn't look dead all, but I was like looking, going, looked at Randy. I was like, is that Gideon? Right, yeah, but I think it might be, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, we'll never know because I didn't go ask, <laughs> I didn't go ask the guy either, hey, are you Gideon? And yeah. because if if he wouldn't have been in, and then he would have said no and then slapped me, and that'd been all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so uh, what are some of the upcoming events you have going on? Um, obviously, Ludlow, and I'm planning on being there to watch that. Yeah, uh, good. Um, yeah, Ludlow. Ludlow is one of our favorite venues. Um, I mean, it just the atmosphere. Uh, you've been there. It's just it's a sweet looking venue. Um, it, it caught me off guard the first time I went there. I'm like, okay, yeah. This kind of, but then you walk in. I'm like, this looks like something like out of a movie. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, we all love going there. Um, not a big fan on the parking situation and getting down there. No. <laughs> um, but once we're inside, it's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I have Ludlow um, December 4th. Uh, I will be in the main event against DC. Uh, DC is looking to get his revenge on me, uh, not only for himself, but also for Rex. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert, it's not going to happen. Um, and then we uh, don't quote me. Um, but I believe December 11th, we're off. And then we come back December 14th um, for, uh, I, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> um, uh, the 14th, well, that's, in, that's in the middle of the week too. No, um, no, no, then I'm wrong. Uh, like I said, I don't know dates, dates <laughs> for me. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're, I'm, I'm with the NWF uh, primarily for this month um okay. and then no it's december 18th is what i'm thinking okay of. yeah that um, yeah that's a, that's a saturday yeah we're back at hits december 18th um but before ludlow on this uh coming friday there's a future stars show um i believe that'll be jimbo's first or jimbo jim uh james um mm-hmm. jimmy i don't know i don't know um he he came over to the dark side but uh, he had a, he had a change of heart yeah. Um, so maybe he, uh, I believe he's supposed to make his first public announcement there. Um, uh, I believe, uh, but I also know that it was announced that it's, uh, Noah Gabriel, um, that schmuck against Dakota Wolf. Um, so yeah, so future stars on Friday, that'll be good. And then Ludlow on Saturday. Um, and that'll be good too. So it's going to be even better because I'm advertised. So love, love. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I've been trying to tell as many people as I can. I was like, y'all need to check out the Northern Wrestle Federation. Because in yeah. all honesty, I mean, there's so much talent there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much talent there currently. Uh, and then also just looking in the past as well. Um, yes. I mean, to if anybody is listening, to up their confidence uh, a little bit if it means anything at all um i 
just in the Future Stars division alone, um, I can say right now, Jimbo, Dakota Wolf, uh, Beck Reeves are the three that I'm like, these guys, these guys have got something. Um, and whether that's just the brains and understanding where you need to be at what time um, and how to be there, uh, or it's just the intensity, um, the charisma, um, like Jimbo, he knows, he understands wrestling. Uh, he, he gets it. Um, Dakota Wolf, his intensity. I mean, everything he's got his charisma. I mean, like that stuff's unteachable. Like it's either you've got it or you don't. The, and, it, the, the it factor. Yeah. Um, and then Beck Reeves, he, that's another one that he, and he's very, very new. He's very, very new, but he's someone that like I watch and I'm like, you give him a year, 10 months, a year, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be it. So yeah. Um, and then, I mean, when you look at the past people that have came from the NWF abyss, new hall of mm -hmm. famer, um, Carl Anderson, wildcat, Chris Harris, um, I have beaten Wildcat Chris Harris. Just want to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> uh, Eight-year-old Adam is losing his mind about that. Um, that's a little. That's a little hidden gem that very few people know. Is um, I used to actually prefer TNA over WWE, and solely because, like I said, I'm a tag team wrestler. Uh, I'm a tag team wrestling guy, and America's Most Wanted was my favorite tag team uh, yeah. growing up. I mean, they. They were on top when James Storm turned on Wildcat Chris Harris. I, I, I've never wished death on anybody, um, <laughs> but at that moment, that's that's what I wanted to happen. Um, and now I get to share a locker room with him and learn from him. And that the, I mean, that's going back to your original question, like why, like why did you pursue professional wrestling? That right there, I mean. I'm I, I it's the nostalgia feeling, but it's also just the fact that it's like I used to watch this guy on TV. I used to idolize this guy. And now he's right here teaching me and explaining to me things that I did in the ring or why should I change this up or that this was good because of this or, you know, whatever. And it's. Yeah, the, the, the little eight year old me that's standing next mm. to me is losing his mind. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, you have those people, um, Jillian Hall, um, you have um, uh, Jordan Clearwater, he's yep. NWA, he's on NWA all over the place now. Um, you even have some people coming up too, um, Lord Crew, he was just yep. on uh, AEW, uh, Nasty Russ and T-Money, um, boy, boy. What a tag team. Me and Rex were praying that we got to wrestle one day. Um, we, Nasty Russ, I mean, he's he's one of the smartest men in professional wrestling. Like, hands down. I I, I don't care who you are. Um, I'm telling you, Nasty Russ is smarter. He's, he, he understands it. He gets it. It's, I, it's an absolute treasure to watch him just do his thing in the ring. And it's, Anytime I get the chance to, I'm like, it's almost like I feel like I'm bugging him and I'm bothering him just because I'm like, I want to learn more. Like, right. you know, um, but yeah, those guys are coming up. Um, 
And yeah, it's just, there's a reason the NWF's been on top for 26 years. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. If anybody's listening and you guys haven't been to an NWF show, make it out to one. It's, you're never gonna forget the experience. I still have friends that haven't been to a show in years. And they still come up to me and they're like, yeah, this this one guy did this. This guy in the mask came out and did that. It's like, yeah, it's those little things right there where it's like, that's stuff you're never gonna, you're never gonna see anywhere else. You're never gonna forget. So. Uh, so how hard were you marking out the first time you actually met Wildcat? Um, I actually couldn't believe it. Uh, I didn't think it was him at first because he didn't introduce himself on Wildcat Chris Harris. He was just right. like Chris. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I started thinking about it. I was like, there's no like, what? And then, like, it started going on and on. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, uh, Wildcat Chris Harris is in the same locker room with me. This is insane. So, yeah. Now, I mean, those times still come and go. Uh, I believe it was back when things slowly started opening back up again. Uh, it was our first show back in at Hits. Um, it was me and Rex against more crew and Wildcat. And I remember um, I walked up to Roger before the show or before the match. And I was like, I told him what I just told everyone. I was like, Wildcat Chris Harris was one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid. I was like, and I'm wrestling in about 15 minutes. I was like, this is, this is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so. So that would, I think I, I, that would definitely be a markout moment, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things I've kind of noticed about uh, Chris Harris, like in the, and I don't think he was actually at the last Covington show, but uh, some of the other ones I've seen, you know, he's always, he's staying off to the side and he looks like a coach because yeah. you see every match, he's just kind of watching what's going on. And it's yeah. like, I mean, he is totally just focused on yeah. that. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to be given, you know, pointers, yeah. hey, this, this was good. Hey, you may want to work with, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. You know, he's, that's, he's always there um, after every match. Uh, I I don't know if he watches every match because I'm not, obviously I've got, you know, other stuff right. going on. But um, I know that every time I come back through the curtain, I walk right up to him. I don't even have to ask him anymore. Um, he just watches my matches, lets me know what I did wrong, what I did right, how to fix it you know, how to make it better. Um, and it's every single time, like, I know, um, well, I don't want to take it for granted because it's something that like, this guy was there, you know, exactly where I want to be. And he's giving me the tools and the knowledge to do it. So like, write it all down and remember it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, so if somebody want to get a hold of you for like your contact info for bookings, uh, how would they do that? Um, so, um, any of the social media for Adam Swayze, um, Facebook, I'm not super good at, um, when it comes to Adam Swayze, uh, it's something I am trying to work on, but Facebook's Hollywood Swayze, um, Instagram, Hollywood Swayze, Twitter. I'm a lot more active on Twitter through adam swayze uh than normal um so that one like if people message me and stuff like that through there um i'm able to respond faster um or i'm more likely respond faster uh 
so yeah, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Hollywood Swayze. Um, and then, yeah. Right, yeah, because I actually follow you on uh, on Twitter, you know, with the yeah. with the podcast account. So yeah, I don't think you follow me back yet. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> but, um, probably won't. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I... I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter, and there's a there's a reason for it. Um, I'm a celebrity. Uh, if you go to The Rock's Twitter page, how many followers to follow well, me? I will go look right now. <laughs> I guarantee you he has a lot more followers than he's oh, oh Oh, absolutely. So that is, uh, that is my mentality on it. I always, because people come up to me all the time, and they're like, you don't follow me back. And I'm like, don't be insulted by it. I'm like, it's... It's a reason why I'm doing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Looking. There he is. And he follows 321 people, but he has 15 and a half million followers. Yeah. So, yeah, I I follow very, very few people. Um, and I mean, if I mean, like now I will follow you back because you called me out on it. But. <laughs> <laughs> But normally, no, I got to explain, you know, like, this is why I do this and, you know, deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I will say Vince Russo also follows the page. Now, we've never we have never interacted. And it was just one of the things uh, I just happened to see where he had tweeted. If you send me a follow, like in the next 20 minutes, I'll follow you back. So I'm like, all right, give it a shot. And next thing you know, he followed me back. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. uh, what was it a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, he still might do it. I don't know. Uh, John Cena was doing that. He was just randomly following people, um, just just because, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I mean, so, yeah. you know, give somebody a warm fuzzy. So, yeah. um, and Russo, I don't know. I mean, I know he's a he's a very very controversial figure in wrestling. You know, you know. So, uh, I honestly don't know if I ever had him on the show what we would actually talk to him because i mean he's been on so many already so i'd, I'd want to try to ask him questions mm-hmm. he's never been asked and that'd be hard pressed right. <laughs> so, um, right. yeah um yeah because i mean like there's yeah there's just um there's yeah i mean he's been around for a while um i mean the popular questions he's probably gotten asked why'd you put right. the title on our kit you know why? yeah yeah just, yeah, why, why, why? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so probably one last question, and we've been asking everybody this and got a lot of um, various answers. But when you're on a road trip, like say you're going up to Michigan or you're going out to Tennessee, on your music playlist, besides Janet Jackson, what is on your music playlist? Um, uh, <laughs> so... I used to be really self-conscious about my music. Um, like still at the at the gym that I go to. Um, I have I have a pair of headphones, but I leave them at work because nine times I, I mean for a good seventy-five percent of the day I'm by myself, so I just listen to podcasts and you know music and stuff like that. So I just leave them there. So when I'm at the gym, I don't listen to anything. If I'm there by myself, they have a little like a plug-in thing. Okay. And I'll play whatever I want. And then if I see a car pull up, I'll immediately stop what I'm doing. I'll go unplug it. And then that's it. Um, reason being is because uh, a lot of my playlist is Ed Sheeran, um, uh, Train, um, okay. 
it is it is bands and musicians that you would not expect me to listen to. Um, I love uh, 303. Um, boy, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna regret saying all of that, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I love those guys. Um, Janet Jackson, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, and, and, like, if I so believe it or not, I'm not a big movie guy. Um, shocking, I, hmm. I I know. But whenever, um, like, whenever I watch a movie afterwards, I gotta go listen to a playlist like a hundred yeah. times. Um, like, uh, uh, whenever I finish the. MCU, the whole Marvel movies and stuff. I was right. listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist for like three oh, weeks. Oh, that soundtrack is just fire. Yeah. So um, it's it, it comes it, it, it comes and goes, but nine times out of ten, it's Ed Sheeran, Train, um, uh, three hundred three, Maroon Five. Um, uh, I started getting back into Adele. She just dropped that album, so I'm back into that now. Um, oh, she's so, amazing! Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that is what you would find on my uh, on my playlist. I will tell you, someone who does have a fantastic uh, road playlist. Um, I don't know if you would ever interview uh, one of our refs, um, but Aaron Greider, if you can get him on the show, please do it. He's I would I, I would like to have Aaron on the show. To be honest with you. He is a fantastic person. Um, he's, I, I cannot say enough good things about him, but the number one thing I love is his road trip playlist. It is perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, well, next time we talk to him, tell him, first of all, to follow me back on Twitter. He's another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Aaron, from what I've heard, he's a, apparently it's like a super nice guy. Yeah. He, like, um, he would he would honestly give you the shirt off his back. He is a, I, I cannot stress it enough. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And one of the thing, and actually, uh, you, well, obviously you'll be the only person to actually ask your opinion on this, the song black cat. You think yeah. it's a, I think it's a, it's, it's, it, that's just straight up hair metal right there. What do you, you think? think so? Oh, hair. Oh yeah. Black oh. cat. That is a hair metal song. It really is. So, okay. Well, I, I wasn't, Alive when hair metal. <laughs> um, so I always picture like a uh, Van Halen, uh, Twisted Sister, right. um, stuff like that. I wouldn't say Black Cat. Um, I would say Black Cat's more. Black Cat to me is like that is the perfect movie intro. Every time I hear the first beat drop, I I think of like there's credits still on the screen, but it's someone like walking. You know, like it's like okay. starting at their feet and it's going up. That's what I get every time I listen to it. And I think it's for me, for, you know, Adam Swayze and everything. I think that is the best song it, that that can that can go with him. Um, I wouldn't say hair metal, though. Definitely 80s. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it was it was 89, 90 when the song came out. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I I would say more like pop, a little bit, a little harder edge pop because of the guitars yeah. and yeah. You know, I mean the 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 main riff that yeah. I'm like, 
And I was also like, that is a hair, because I was listening to a lot of hair bands at the time. And plus, you know, Megadeth, you know, <laughs> shirt I'm wearing, um, you know, and Metallica and, you know, getting heavier and heavier. But when yeah. that song, the first time I saw the video, I'm like watching going, okay, I wasn't expecting this from Janet Jackson. Yeah. And, you know, then they had, even the guitar solo, the guy, he's tapping. I'm like, where did this come from? And you know, so that's, <laughs> I've always thought of it, you know, it's kind of a hair metal song. But but to your point, I mean, I, I can see where somebody think, yeah, Van Halen's definitely kind of an influence there. And, you know, um, and, and the song itself is just great. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think, uh, was that your choice for the, the song? Um, No. Um, so, uh, story time again, um, when I had no idea I was debuting, uh, when I got, when I got called up, um, I just, it was a bone crusher show. I walked in ready to do, tra uh, ready to do security. And, um, they came up and they were like, uh, you're on the card. And I was like, I was like, what am I doing? Like, and they were like, I don't know, just says Adam. And I was like, oh my God. And so um, one of our trainers at the time, I like, they sent us all downstairs and everything. Doors were about to open. I'm just, I'm shaking. I'm freaking out. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything like that. Because in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm going to walk out. It's just Adam. And I'm, here I am, you know? <laughs> and then one of our trainers at the time walked up to me and was like, Adam Swayze. And then he walked away. And I was like, cool i was like what what does that mean and they were like they were like um you're miz but don't do anything miz does and i was like so movie star and they're like yeah i'm like okay and then i originally wanted for my song i wanted to be moneymaker by the black keys okay um i did not realize that <laughs> silly me um bone crushers did not have wi-fi <laughs> so i didn't bring the song on a flash drive and they were like well we'll figure out something because it, this was my second match you know we'll, we'll figure out something for tonight then you just go out you know next week to that i was like okay and um i heard it and like uh, like i was downstairs and like started playing and i was like is this it and they're like yeah yeah go 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 and, I, and like i came back and i was like what's that song they were like Black Cat by Janet Jackson. So then on the drive home, I listened to it and I was like, I'm not changing this. Yeah. I was like, no way. Like, yeah. So blessing in disguise. Just yeah. randomly, they just picked that. I was like, this, this is it. So yeah, the, the happy accident. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so before we go, do you have any other information, any last words, any messages? And I'm pretty sure you got something you want to say to Rex or DC or any of their cohorts um well any of their cohorts they don't have any uh, they don't have friends. <laughs> um so only thing i want to say um follow me on twitter at hollywood swayze um follow me mm -hmm. to ludlow kentucky this saturday night uh december 4th mm -hmm. uh, as i take on dc in the main event dc is going to try and get his revenge on me for what i did to his arm um what was that that was about a month ago right in Fairfield, I was there for that one too, freezing yeah. because I'm stupid and was wearing t-shirt, uh, t-shirt and shorts. But <laughs> um, I feel like uh, I feel like that was over a month ago, so DC should kind of be over it by now. Um, I don't understand why he's still mad. Um, he stuck his nose in business that didn't belong to him. Um, and then Rex, uh, if Rex is listening to this, um, I don't think he is. I don't think he's 
woken up yet um, from the absolute brutal beatdown I gave him. Uh, if he does hear this, though, don't come back. Uh, don't. Nobody wants you. I don't want you there. The fans don't want you there, whether you think they do or not. Roger, anybody in the NWF doesn't want you there. Um, no one, no one's going to say it to your face, but I am. Um, no one wants you there, so don't come back. Uh, come back. Come back one time to give me the title and then leave and don't come back. Um, and that's it. That's it. Uh, if you want to see if DC can get his hands on Hollywood and finally shut me up, um, be in Ludlow, December 4th. All right, cool. And I'm actually going to quote you as I end this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, God bless, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>